Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Sweet. If you're just tuning in, so are we. We're starting off a little past the 7.30 p.m. sharp, but we're excited to be joining you. Super Bowl week, we are very in tune to this week. Lots of betting to be talking about, but first, let's start off with where we're at tonight. No longer in the home studio. We're at an Airbnb, so shout out to Airbnb for hosting my family as we're building our house and the new media room, so we are very excited. We're in a temporary house right here, so um, got a little makeshift room going, but excited. I'm your host, Ernest Silva, at Docky Future PhD, and of course, if you're following this, you're at into the lab pod where you're watching these awesome people here. The source podcast will join us a little bit later, as well as a new co-host to the show. Um, Sam Hiller is here. So I see him waving. So I didn't see him when he jumped in. So we're excited to have everybody here. here. I snuck snuck in. in. Yeah, he snuck in. Um, But of course, brought to you by the mothership blue collar media group, where you can go to www.bluecollarmg.com and see all of our wonderful podcasts and writers and streamers that might, might uh, tickle that entertainment button there for you. So go ahead and check them out tonight. Lots of things live tonight. So go check out that webpage, but of course, brought here also by one of our executive sponsors, www.thrivefantasy.com, where you can do your bets, your prop bets, and go ahead and take a look at everything we give you tonight to make some money. All right, guys, we have a very fun show tonight for you. But first, announcer, bring us in right. And now, tonight's starting lineup. All right, from Bali, Indonesia, representing his team twitter handle at dre2124 dre rogers will hopefully be joining us from the streets of bali i asked him to make it fun today so who knows where he's going to be coming from but of course from pittsburgh co-host of the puckleheads podcast and co-founder of the blue collar media group twitter handle at steel curtain peh just paul hey guys what's going on super bowl a little bittersweet last football game of the year but uh ready to do it Great to have you on, Paul. This is the final football episode of the year, and we're really excited to have you on. From Wagner, co-captain of the BCMG stream team and college football expert at D-Dog underscore 1123 Davis, Cordova. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, that the first mute of the night. That was the first mute of the night. Was that a mute already? No. Wow. Um, so okay, so our, oh, our over under is three and a half I, on mutes, and Davis is already. What's the live mute. line now? It's got to be. Uh, it's got to go up to like five at this up. point. Yeah, That's the, terrible. The, the, the man the who made the line, line got caught. I'm, I might be boosting it. I don't know. I, you That's, never know. But um, I'm about to watch. Uh, I'm about to watch uh, the best freshman in the country. Shout out, Jet, um, Cade Cunningham, uh, play TCU. So we'll watch that. That's wonderful. Thank you, Davis, for joining us and now, watching multiple have games. Over under on how many how many times Davis would mention Cade Cunningham? I was just wondering the same thing. We should come up with like three because yeah, that's the right line right there. Three, <laughs> especially I'm especially if it's five. give me the no, over. Especially I'm if it's five, on yeah. during the game. Especially it's if it's on during the game. We will hear Cade quite a oh, bit. Oh yeah. From Agina, from the Frostbite Sports Podcast at Frostbite Pod, Jet Folk. 
What's up, everybody? I'm just here to clear the air. Andrew Luck's not coming back, so that's it. Oh, that's sad. You don't yeah. have to go there, Jet. It's okay, buddy. Sad. I had to do and it for Colts Nation. I just got to let him know from a trusted source. Honestly, we haven't heard from Andrew Luck. He's probably in Taquitos, Taquito Express this entire time. I mean, he's not even in shape to, to, to do anything. But we, we enjoy you having here, Jet. Of course, from El Paso, the sweetest voice on ITL, at Sweet Peach 4 underscore Ashley Garcia. Hi, Ernie. So glad to be back again uh, for Super Bowl week. I'm excited to lay some sweet voices on our ads later on today. So excited for the episode. Very excited to have you on, Ashley, of course, another member of the ITL team. I talked about him earlier, but the the model himself from the Source source podcast, Sam Hiller. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great to be back here again. Uh, As Paul was saying, very bittersweet. This is the last football game we'll have for months and months but that means we got to go big we got to go hard for it and i'm excited and i'm ready i've been waiting for weeks and uh here we are very excited to have you on here and of course there might be some unfamiliar faces i'm going to introduce you to our guest podcast in just a moment but before we go there uh we do have a man making his itl debut representing his houston rockets at currington grant grant currington hey guys i got those uh hashtag redemption rockets on behind me down six to the thunder right now. Davis oh, is going to Davis is going to talk a lot to me. I, what's, what's the policy on cursing? No, you're good. We're open nah, here. Davis is going to talk a lot of shit. Yeah, he is. All right. Also, also coming back, we haven't seen his beautiful face in a while, but at Brooks C34, Harrison Brooks. How's it going, everybody? I'm uh, happy to be back. It's, it's cold as balls in Saskatchewan here, but I'm all tucked in under my blanket and ready for a good show. Very excited to have you back on, especially talking some Super Bowl. We have a very good show for you guys today. Now, talking about the co-host of today's episode, the man who wore orange for all your betting needs, the General Steve Reisner. What's going on, everybody? I, I know I took a little week hiatus here from ITL, but I had to return for Super Bowl week. Let's go. Does Steve know that his video Steve, is sideways? I just wanted to know if, if we we really like there. having you on, buddy. Um, um, yeah, you you guys are sideways to me. Everyone tilt your laptops. <laughs> yeah, you all you all thank tilt you. your laptops. Thank you, Steve. You're a wonderful co-host. We really appreciate it. You may recognize you may not recognize two people oh, on your screen, oh, and that, that's that because way? we we are featuring um, a, a wonderful addition to the BCMG family, the How'd You Meet podcast. We're going to have a Q and A session with them. We're very excited. Chris Molina and Anna Flores, <laughs> step up to the plate. Talk to us, guys. Where are you guys from? Oh, what a gentleman, Chris. What a gentleman. <laughs> you see that? Just see that? The... Thank you. So hi, everybody. Thank you for having me, Ernest. Uh, it's a great way to see you. Um, just a little disclaimer, Ernest and I went to college together um, and also his wife and I went to college. And so I know Ernest, he's a dear friend. Um, and so I'm really excited to join um, this family. I feel like we already have a friend family, but it's exciting to join you in this family. So thank you for having me here. I'm originally from El Paso. So I come and join the beautiful voices from the 915. Um, I'm also from Ciudad Juarez. um, And so very happy to be here. Yeah, uh, my name is Chris Molina, and I am excited to be here as well. Um, I'm hailing out of Westfield, Indiana, which is just north of Indianapolis, Indiana, out where the Indianapolis Colts 
and Indiana Pacers train. Um, so it's always good to uh, see some Indy, Indiana and Indianapolis um, talk about sports. Um, but yeah, we're excited to be here. I am excited to talk about How'd You Meet podcast. I think it's great. You guys make me wish that I had time to watch more sports because right now I'm a a stay-at-home dad to a little two-year-old and we're potty training so I have time for nothing except for this when she's sleeping so thanks we really appreciate having you guys on and we're going to feature you in a round one segment let's talk about what tonight's episode is all about right round one we're going to talk about how'd you meet podcast get you into the love mode with a huge giveaway some secrets out there about how you can hear those stories of some of those love stories across the world and then we're going to talk some nfl action jared goff matthew stafford we're going to dissect that trade and talk about who won it and why and then we're going to go straight to the Lapsters NBA rankings, the famous NBA Lapster rankings. And I am very excited about where the Rockets came out in this ranking system. Oh, so we, I am looking forward to that. Um, after that, we go to round two. It's all Super Bowl action. All right. We're going to talk who has the better team in different areas. And then we're going to do our Super Bowl prop bets and our pick comes in. That's some fun stuff in there, guys. We have some fun prop bets. So stick with us. All right. Let's hear the bell. And let's go straight into round one. Round one, league news and updates. That's the bell. Round one action's coming at you. We're going to start off with our wonderful guest, the How'd You Meet podcast. I'd love to know, first off, Anna and Chris, how did y'all meet? And and we'll start there. Yeah, um, thank you, Ernest, for asking. That's a great question, by the way. I'm sure some very wise individuals thought that this would be a great question to ask everybody. And so I'm, um, I met Chris through NAMCA. Um, and so NAMCA is a national association for masterminds of co-curricular activities. So I am a former uh, higher ed professional. I was in higher ed for 10 years. I ran college orientation programs for 10 years um, here in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and I met through Chris um, through a showcase. So he was doing a showcase. He is a, a you know, a nationally uh, award, you know, winning uh, speaker, just so you know, author. Uh, and I met him when he was doing a showcase um, and higher ed professionals were giving feedback to speakers um, and how they could, you know, advertise their pitch to uh, potential clients and potential universities. Um, and I helped him connect with a few of my colleagues. Um, and then I don't wanna give away how we came, like how we gathered right for this, um, cause that's definitely uh, his brainchild. And so I'll, I'll let Chris say that part of the story. So, so Chris, before I let you jump into that, right? I have known Anna for a while now. And so I know exactly how extrovert that woman can be. So what was your first impression? You meet Anna, this girl who is just out there and, you know, she definitely makes an impression on the room. What was your first impression? No, it was um, that we might get along because on the showcase, um, there, there are like 70, 80, 90 people. And you, you have these, all the people presenting, then you have feedback and the chat box, Anna, she was in that chat box. She was every <laughs> other comment like, Hey, what about this? What about that? Making every joke, laughing at every joke. And I was like, I'm you know, funny. Like it's it's nice when I'm extroverted, but it's nice when I don't have to carry a conversation. So we might be able to get along. 
That's awesome. I, I know when I first met Anna, we, we, we definitely became friends right away. We, mm-hmm. we, we had a similar taste. We both came from Hispanic culture and we're like, yes, we are, we are connected. So it was like all the way we went to Arleigh Lake University together. Mm-hmm. So um, it wasn't a huge campus, but okay, guys. So let's kick off, right? How'd you meet podcast? I've been on the show, so I know exactly what you guys do, but for a lot of people, they haven't heard about it. They don't really know what mm-hmm. it is. So I want to get you guys that exposure. What is how'd you meet podcast and how'd you come up with the idea? Yeah, well, how about I I can talk about how I came up with the idea, and then Anna, if you want to talk about just what the podcast is. So I've been sitting on this idea for about six, seven years, man. Um, It just, I never had the time to do it. And I was in a a dinner with a bunch of people that were getting to know each other for the first time. And so I was sitting back and noticing when they would get to the part where they would talk about their significant other. Like, oh, how'd you guys meet? Oh, how long have you guys been together? And everything changed. Like we were all talking about our jobs and and sports and other things. But whenever you you start talking about people that you actually care about and not things that you just do every day, your nonverbals change. Your your smile changes. The tone of your voice changes. And I remember sitting back and thinking like, why isn't there more of this? Like, yeah, we have rom-coms and, and The Bachelor and all these other things on, on television, but that's all manufactured and it's, it's highly developed and it's, a, it's so polished. And so I, I, I just started a podcast of my own back then, and I thought that it'd be a, a fantastic idea for a podcast. And yeah, that's exactly what this is. I try to, we try to ensure that we interview people that are in love, in committed relationships, so that we can ask some very simple questions about the relationships to hear what you guys are interested in. I absolutely love that. I love that. And if you're you're on here and you're thinking, okay, Blue Collar Media Group, Into Lab, you guys are a sports podcast. What in the world is going on? We are not Blue Collar Sports Network. We are both Blue Collar Media Group. So we are branching out and bringing in all sorts of entertainment for you. And of course, if you're watching the game, there's no reason why your significant other couldn't be over there uh, listening to How'd You Meet. There's no reason for that. Anna. Talk to the people about the show itself. Though, what could our significant others who maybe we're not that love struck yet, although we should be coming up to Valentine's Day. What 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 do they expect when they hear you guys? Yeah, and so I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't even know what to expect. So Chris came to me with you know this this idea. Um, it was actually Thanksgiving weekend, and it might have been like Thanksgiving. Why were we working on Thanksgiving like holiday? But anyways, so he reached out to me and wanted to, you know, me and, and he said, I have this idea. He brought it up um, and he says, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest. This is how he sold the pitch. He's like, I have a feeling you're a hopeless romantic like I am. And I have a feeling you like talking to people as much as I do. And I am a hopeless romantic, but I do not like talking to people as much as Chris does. I don't think I've ever met anybody who likes talking to people as Chris does. But then I started doing this podcast and I'm not going to lie, but I absolutely love talking to these couples. Um, I already started just thinking about relationships differently. Um, Just basic questions. Um, How'd you meet? What was your proposal story? You know, what was the first date like? Um, and every story is different. And I don't want to give some stories away because, you know, some people that are here on the show will be there. Um, but there's some, you know, episodes that we have people crying. And there's some people that we have episodes, people laughing and we're dying, cracking, you know, up because the story's so funny, right? Um, 
I, I don't want to give too much away about the personal stories of these couples have, but there's just some amazing proposal stories. There's some, you know, rom-com type of meetups, you know, that people explain um, how they just kind of kept on bumping into each other event after event. And, you know, he was randomly picked, you know, to be at this event because he was the San Antonio's, you know, most eligible bachelor. And so they saw each other from across the room type of stories. Don't, and so give away my story, you know, no, I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and you should catch Callie and Ernest. On <laughs> no, and oh, by the way, you guys have an amazing story. You guys are one of those couples, right? That when you know you as a couple, right? You're like, they're this amazing, sweet couple. They must have this you know, like they met and they had a first date and they just got married and their life is so simple, right? Um, and, and you know, right, that that's not usually or sometimes normally how life is. And so I love that we can expose love stories that look all kinds of different ways. And so um, it's honestly been an honor to get to share these love stories and, and it's been a, a great, just fun time. And so and I appreciate you, Chris, for letting me enjoy this, no, letting man, me on board. Yeah. Didn't let you do anything. You came in and it, it was meant to be. But <laughs> I will say a um, quick little side note, because I edit all of the episodes. So I, I get to listen to all of them. And uh -oh. she talks about some people might be crying in them. Sometimes that's Anna. <laughs> just start bawling <laughs> in the middle of a how it's you usually me. And she's like, I don't know why Chris thinks I can do this show. <laughs> she's gonna their, ne their next post could be sentimental episode and it's just Anna crying the entire time while the two guests are just talking about their lives I, I love so I will tell you what though. if you haven't seen our episode or my wife and I Callie's on there it went from scandal to Cinderella it's a beautiful story um but it was definitely rocky and it was very hard to rehatch that on a, a, a podcast so um appreciate you having us on for sure I I do know you guys have a major announcement, though, that you guys have been holding back graciously for us. So what is this big announcement that you have joining the BCMG family? Ooh, tell us, Chris. Use your best radio voice to tell us. I swear that I have the WMG. Whoa. Oh, no. Yeah, but don't, I mean, don't kill your mic, though. But no. <laughs> so, no, we, we have a giveaway, and we're giving away um, two um, two giveaways, $60 towards 1-800-Flowers or Edible Arrangements. And all you have to do is follow us on social media, follow us on YouTube, and subscribe to the, uh, the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And that's it. And then you can be in, uh, you can be eligible for that type of giveaway. And hey, if you don't have a significant other, that could be for yourself. Bring your mom or your daddy or whoever you need to get birthday gifts for. Like, just I'm, get the gifts. I'm all for getting yourself an edible arrangement right there. I'm Self not, I, love, I mean, baby. That's, that's Self fine. love. Like, you hey. can promote that, definitely. <laughs> now, um, I know you guys have your main social platform, so I want you guys to talk about where people can find you in general. And then maybe if you have your own individual accounts, let them know before we move on. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, I think you're, you're more yeah. in tune with our social media than I am. Yeah. So, so, I mean, everywhere we're, you know, you can find us at, at how'd you meet podcast, um, pretty much anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, y'all got us on Twitter. So thank you. Um, that's, that's where the fam meets up. And so we're, we're there now in the Twitter streets. Um, and myself, Twitter the Twitter streets. Yes. I'm about it. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's not Twitter streets. Is that is that what we call it? I mean, we all have our BCMG gang tattoos, so I'm sure that just makes sense. Twitter hood. Sam's got the fists up. Let me show it. I'm ready. Anna, it's not. Hey, Anna, it's not on our arms. It's not. Oh no! Oh no! Here we go. One moment, don't know it on her. Here we go. Guys, guys, I know it's after dark, but stop. Guys. So that's no, how we and, met. Right? That's how we met. So we're yeah, that's, now. That's how we met at the tattoo show. Yeah, that's how actually Paul convinced us to be part of the family. We were like, we're right. in. Right. We're but. in. We got it. We're in for this. So, and myself. So, I am actually um, an energy and just a person reader. Um, so, I do tarot readings, um, and I'm also a sound healer. I play sound bowls, and I have a course um, where I teach uh, individuals how to maintain and cultivate inner peace. And so, you can find me on Instagram or on Facebook as Soul Messenger, which is S O L, like the sun in Spanish, Soul Messenger. Um, and you can find me there, and that's where I do my thing. So. And I do watch her stream every day. So she is definitely wonderful to watch and get that healing chakra going. I'm definitely a part of that. Um, <laughs> all right, Chris, where can the people find you? Yeah, man. Um, and before uh, I talk about that, for our social media, one thing that we do in case you don't just want to subscribe and download all the podcasts or, or start listening to it, Code Turkey, we have snippets on our social media. So um, you can listen to 20 seconds, 40 seconds to see if you like the type of stories that we have. And then if you do, check us out. If not, go look at one of these other podcasts because uh, they're all pretty great. But for me, you can find me mainly on Instagram, Sergeant.Molina, because I did do seven years in the Marine Corps before. And uh, it's one thing that I absolutely love talking about. But if you do follow me on Instagram, you're going to get a lot of motivational stuff, a lot of leadership stuff. And every Wednesday, cute videos of my two-year-old daughter. It's called hashtag little Ava Wednesdays. It's, it's known by many people. So I'm, I'll be surprised if you've never heard it. And that's the main reason why I, you know, but anyways, it's, his page is great though. It. His page is great. I've definitely heard it. I, I knew I forgot something. I was thinking through this whole thing. I forgot a question. That was what it was. I wanted to talk about you, Chris, a little bit, but thank you so much for your service. You know, I wanted to say that before you even started. Thank and, um, and, uh, you know, you guys are wonderful additions to the family. Chris, I can't wait to meet you in person one day. And, and Anna, of course, uh, you're part of the family. So really excited to have you guys on board. But we're going to continue our round one segment talking and switching back to maybe some of y'all falling in that love days. We are coming into NFL action. Uh, Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff have swapped places in the NFL. But that wasn't all they swapped. There were some picks involved. So let's take a look at what was involved um, in that trade and dissected. And I'm going to start this one off with you, Jet. How did you dissect this trade? Because I know a part of you thought Stafford to Indy was was kind of what where we were leaning, and now we're we're not. Stafford's gone, right? Stafford's in Los Angeles. Talks about this trade. Who won this trade? First off, you might have picked the wrong guy to go first because I have Dang. a lot on this topic. All right, I'm going to go right from the top here. You're dealing with a 32 year old Stafford, 63 percent completion rate on his career. That is equal to Goff's 63 percent. He has 273 yards per game in his career. Goff is only at 263. 1.71 TDs per game to Goff's 1.55. And he's throwing 0.07 more interceptions per game. The QBR per, or not per year, but rather throughout their entire career, Goff is actually two points higher. You add on the fact that they added in three first round picks. And this looks like a runaway for the Lions, in my opinion. Um, 
another thing I took note of is contracts. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is currently sitting at the highest cap hit at 41.25 million. Matt Ryan, Ryan's following up with 40.9. Carson Wentz at 34.7. Kirk Cousins is at 31. Ryan Tannehill, 29.5. Goff is the 10th highest paid quarterback. And right at 11 is Jimmy Garoppolo, 26.4. So I don't want to hear the contract thing because it's he's got exactly the contract he's supposed to have. The other thing that I wanted to note too, given those three first round picks, is there are very notable names in that 25 to 32 range that we can expect these Rams to have from these picks. Guys like Xavier Rhodes, Donta Hightower, Ray Lewis, Dan Marino, DeAndre Hopkins, the list goes on and on. They find studs at this area regardless. A first is always worth getting regardless of where it is. And so, like I said, I, I don't know that uh, Matt Stafford's going to come in and do what the Rams think he's going to do. There's a mute. Uh, that's two. Dang it. That's two. That's two. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen too. All right. Dang it. So, uh, Matthew Stafford, you know, I'm a huge fan of Matthew Stafford, Texas, man. Um, tons of records down in, in the Hill Country uh, and, and a prominent a prominent player. I mean, not Drew Brees level, but obviously, you know, a prominent player that we always, we always claim. There's some of those that we don't claim, but that's one of them we do. Uh, Davis. Who won this trade, in your opinion, and was too much given up for Stafford? Well, I know a lot of people say this, but if you win a championship, you didn't give up too much. Like, and if the Rams can go and win a championship, then they didn't give too much. Um, back to what Jet was saying, how they have kind of the same stat line career-wise. Uh, Matthew Stafford really hasn't played in a good system, unlike what Jared Goff had. So you might see Matthew Stafford play better than what Jared Goff did um, with Sha- uh, with McVay. Um, that's what I'm interested to watch is McVay with uh, Matthew Stafford. But yeah, I completely agree. And and Paul, we kind of talked about this a little bit about this trade. And does it change up the dynamic? Does this mean the Rams' window now moves to you know two three two years? years. Two yeah, years. I mean that's two years. Two years this this, has, this move has everything to do with Aaron Donald. You cannot waste the best defensive player of our generation. You cannot waste his career in mediocrity. So they went out and they tried to do this move. I'll give you two stats of why, because I agree with you, Jed, about the first round picks. But two stats: Matthew Stafford has had 12 games where the running back rushed for hundred yards in his entire career. He's nine and three. He's had one top five defense his entire career and he was 11 and five. So they're going to have hundred yard rushers and they're going to have a top defense. So a couple 12 and fours and a shot. I mean, the NFC is weakened for the picking. So, you know, I, I, I don't mind it if, but they got to win the championship in the next two years or they become irrelevant in LA. Completely agree. Completely agree, Paul, because you know, that team is not getting any younger. That team is not getting any younger, no. especially on the defensive side of the ball. I see just Lucas joining us, the other co-host of the Puckleheads podcast, rocking the face mask. I don't want to ask if you're driving, so let's just skip that no, question. I'm not driving. I'm not I'm driving at work still. Oh, you're at work. I'm leaving the facilities as we speak, but I figured I could hop on here real quick before I take off, get my get my hot takes in on the matters here. Beautiful. So, so Luke, since since you want to get a hot take in there, who won the trade, Lions or Rams? 
I would love to say the Detroit Lions won it, but until they prove to me that they can draft a, a good team, and they haven't done that in the last 30 years, so I'm not going to say the Detroit Lions won, but um, Matt Stafford's never had a running game. He's going to have a running game. He's never had more than one wide receiver, and he's going to have probably I'm, – I'm, Robert Woods is a good wide receiver. Cooper Cup's a great wide receiver. I mean, he's going to have the weapons around him to make him successful. Um, I'm not going to say a Super Bowl, but – um, I mean, Jared Goff took him to the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure Matt Stafford could do the same thing if, as long as the defense stays healthy. And uh, they have a lot of money, though, in the next couple of years coming up. So, I mean, you have no, you have no draft capital, and the the salary cap is going to be a huge issue. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I, 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 and I, I'm going to open up to the floor now, so I'm not going to call anybody. Let's open up the floor for this discussion. Uh, Sam, you've talked and said that you feel it's more of an even trade in this instance. You don't feel like there's a clear winner yet. Um, what yeah. What are your beliefs on this? What are the numbers? So first of all, what I think what Davis is saying is a very good point. If you can win a ring with what you get, it doesn't matter what you gave up. And we kind of see that across different sports. I mean, just recently look at the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard, for instance, you know, one year championship, no one cares what they gave up for him. Um, Thank goodness you didn't say James Harden. We really appreciate you. Keep going. Of course. Um, but another thing I'll say is work right now. system wise, system wise, <laughs> A, I don't think Jared Goff ever was Sean McVay's guy. He was never Sean McVay's guy. He was Jeff Fisher's guy. Jeff Fisher drafted him, had him drafted. McVay didn't pick him. McVay never said that that was the guy he wanted to roll with. And frankly, I don't think that they worked well together because I don't think Jared Goff works in the West Coast system that McVay wants him to work. And I think he works in an air raid system where, you know, just like he did in Cal, where he launches the ball a lot from the pocket. He doesn't do as much moving. He seems a little bit uncomfortable and I think in Detroit, a fresh start with an air raid system might be beneficial for him. And yes, the first round picks are a lot, but A, you got to remember that Matt, Matt Stafford, whatever numbers you want to pull up about him in Detroit, in my opinion, don't necessarily hold that much water just because, I mean, first of all, completion percentage, you got to look at drop passes. When you look at completion percentage, you have to watch film, see if like the guy actually was open and if Stafford missed him or if he misran his route, there are a lot of things to look at, but I think it's all about the Super Bowl window. They have two years. Aaron Donald's here for, I think, two more years. And, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, that secondary is ready to go. The defensive line's ready to go. They need to shore up the linebackers a little bit, but they have Raheem Morris running the, the defense now, who I think was a great replacement for Brandon Staley. Raheem Morris took over the Falcons' defense two years in a row, if I recall. First time he turned the worst defense in the league into an average one. And then this time he went from defensive coordinator to head coach and made them a better team in the second half of the year. So I'm really looking forward to see what he can do without a roster of seven injured players um, and with the defense that he's going to have with, because he's going to have a lot to work with. So they got to work within this window, but I think it could work for both sides. I, com I, I agree with you there. I, you know, when it comes to, to the Los Angeles Rams, I mean, we all credit mm -hmm. McVay for his innovation and his ability to create this offense. I think having a weapon like Stafford, We'll see what he has left in the tank here. Uh, let me get a show of hands. And for those on the podcast, I'll list how many. Who think the Rams crossed over that hump? They are going to be in the Super Bowl. They're going to be back in the Super Bowl, um, get a chance to be in there and, and win. win. Uh, all right. I'm not going to predict. Uh, it, uh, it depends on what the 49ers um, do for me. This one's even okay. played. 
I got you. So hey, on the podcast, it, we got about we got about half. We got about six out of twelve. It, it, it depends hands. on where Deshaun Watson goes. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. And and, and Deshaun Watson's that. going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Grant hey, wants to see. That's definitely what gonna, Grant wants to see. Sorry, he's gonna buddy. sit and not play, but he's not going anywhere. There's no way. I mean, yeah, look, I, our our organization is. is a joke. Our organization is a joke, but they're not that dumb. I don't think they're that dumb. Oh man, he. He's gone, man. You got it. You got it. Probably better to trade come him to terms with that, man. He's gone, man. He's so gone. The that dumb line kind of got crossed with trading the best receiver in the NFL at the hey, time for the second true. round pick. I'm sorry. Like hey. that line is non-existent. Hey, we don't claim Bob. Whoa, here. Bill we don't even mention gone. his name. Yeah, we don't. Oh, mention okay. Get rid of, it's still continued after Bill O'Brien. Yeah, check Easter money. That's the problem. Anna had a take here, so I'm going to call No, Anna you're quick. good. I just no, I just wanted to tell you, you know that I stopped watching sport. Like, I stopped. I, boy, I boycott. I have my reasons, but I stopped watching sports yes. a few years ago. But you know where my husband's from. Absolutely. Absolutely. If Houston. Deshaun leaves, I'm going to have problems. I, I'm gonna uh, have yeah, your household's going to crash. <laughs> That's not I a good life story. I'm going to have problems. I'm going to be ready, so call me. You know, just I will give you the heads, heads up. up if anything leaks, Anna, for sure. Let that me way know. you have the heads up. Let me um, know, please. Yeah, but with, here if Matthew Stafford's worth two first, third, and, a, and another starting yeah. quarterback, I mean, that just means Watson's worth, what, three or four? And Three. and another and pair with I, a, another starting quarterback. I think it depends on what comes back. Like yeah, I saw an interesting. I saw an interesting uh, trade thought. I think it was with Atlanta because they were going to put him up next to Julio Jones. I, I like that. Atlanta has picks to offer, and then they've got good defensive pieces. Hey Ernest, you want Tom Savage running in the helm? I mean, <laughs> don't call me Fred Savage. You don't <laughs> want that? Yeah, Fred Savage. Yeah, Fred Savage this, running, this, running the show. I will say this: Deshaun to Chicago intrigues me. Deshaun were to make his way to yeah. Chicago, I wouldn't would mind bad. that. Yeah, him and A Rob. Love to see that. That'd be an interesting. Oh. It'd be interesting up there. He I wants know to go. Home. He wants to go home. Yeah, that Panthers. is true. So Carolina was that uh, was that yeah. leak. Um, yeah. We'll pay talk him. about that when They're that happens. Teddy too much. Any last yeah. closing thoughts on the Stafford golf trade? Anybody want to get their last opinion out there? Yeah, I was surprised I didn't hear anybody say it, but I think the real winner of the trade isn't either one of the teams. It's Matthew Stafford. <laughs> you ain't kidding about that. Yep. You ain't about that. He's getting a, his, he's his getting wife, a good too. offensive line. Right, yeah, Matthew Stafford's <laughs> wife. You're right. Matthew Stafford's, Matthew Stafford's wife. wife. I guess the, to... the last piece I wanted to get in earnest is not that I was cheering either way in the trade. Uh, I really do hope that Stafford finds the success he's been looking for. I just think that people are way too hard on Jared Goff. Yeah, no. I can see that. I mean, I mean, he hasn't really had a clear system made for him, right? So we'll see what he looks like in hey, Detroit. He, they can he's he's going to go bite kneecaps off, so Detroit. That's what Dan Campbell said he wanted to do. Bite let's switch kneecap biters. Let's switch yeah, from the, the only, field the to the hardwood thing, court. Go ahead, Luke. Hey, Ernest, one, one thing. The only thing I think this is, too, is the Rams taking a shot at San Francisco with their quarterback issues right now, they're saying, hey, we got our guy, we got Matthew Stafford, and now Kyle Shanahan, you have to figure it out. Now you have to figure out if you want to go with Jimmy Garoppolo or you go after after somebody. I did I think, see – I think this move is one. by Stafford – I did see uh, something. Uh, makes it like Two for 49ers need to go after Deshaun. They need to go all in on Deshaun because that's the only guy left who can – Vault them back ahead of the Rams right now. I bet my friend a hundred dollars that Deshaun would not end up on the Niners. Can we not speak that into existence? <laughs> well, hey, all, man, I'll that, say, all I'll say, all I'll say is a good I heard I heard a rumor. Right, that's a good. 
or not a rumor, but I heard a quote from Jed York where he was talking about he indirectly called the Rams suckers because um, he said that he talked to uh, the Lions about Stafford, but they were he said they were quote just looking for a sucker to bite, and then about two hours later, the trade <laughs> comes in. So like he didn't even mean it, but I mean. He kind of called them suckers there in that move. So it's going to be interesting to see if San Francisco does anything. I didn't mean to cut anybody off. I thought that all, was just interesting. All quote. about it. And I know who's going to be under center for San Francisco. You guys want to hear about it. It's Mitchell Trubisky. Let's talk about the NBA. <laughs> the NBA is going to be uh, massive right now with tons of movement, tons of teams going through COVID protocols. Um, and we have another COVID scare we're going to talk about in the Super Bowl in round two. But let's talk NBA action. Our Labsters came together and gave us rankings again. This is week five rankings. Our natural reaction is usually pretty good with these. So let's start off with the East. We usually start with the West. So let's start with the East. Um, in 13th, I'm going to start from the bottom up. 13th, the, the Toronto Raptors. In 12th, the Orlando Magic. In 11th, the Miami Heat. So they're on the outside looking in for the top 10 rankings. Let's start at number 10. The Chicago Bulls came in at number 10. At number 9, the New York Knicks. At 8, the Cleveland Cavaliers. At 7, the Charlotte Hornets. At 6, the Atlanta Hawks. At 5, the Indiana Pacers. At 4, the Boston Celtics. At 3, the Brooklyn Nets. At 2, the Milwaukee Bucks. And at 1, the Philadelphia 76ers oh, hold on to that top ranking two weeks in a row. So uh, we, we listed up. Oh, We're going to come right back down, right? One, two, I, one, two, Steve, three. I don't know how you're arguing that. Six, I'm just confused. How, how have the Nets um, beat the Bucks and the Clippers and the Bucks are ahead of them? That's that's a good question. Because the uh, the Bucks they lost to the, the Cavs games. twice. The I Bucks have, aren't losing the trap games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have the net. I have the net set too. But with that defense, I can understand why they'd be a little bit, you know, slopier yeah, when it comes they, to the rankings. The, the Nets. The Nets are projected to have the best. De- uh, the best offense in history and the worst defense in history. Why is a Houston uh, fan? That James sounds Harden familiar. Trade. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but. All right, 76ers at one. I don't think anybody can debate that right now. I think they're the most complete team right now in the East. Uh, number two, Bucks and and three Nets. Those, to me, can be interchangeable, but I do think the Bucks show up on a more regular basis than the Nets do um, as far as clutch nature. I mean, do we have to talk Russell Westbrook at all? I mean, that was a cluster. I mean, Dude, let's that just was, be honest. That was one of the most – I was so glad I – turn that game on i was gonna go to bed early and i was like hey, russ, i'll check out the russ game. does that all the time and people don't talk i about was it. on the other side of that as was i also on the other side of the dame game winner six points in 11 seconds the game before Dude. just <laughs> yeah you, know, you think about quitting after that yeah you really do you really do um so we go to the celtics who have kind of dropped in our standings they went from one a couple of weeks to two and then now they're at four uh pacers at five hawks at six hawks have been surging for quite a while um, do we feel the Celtics are worthy of the four spot? I can't believe I'm going to ask that question, but are they playing good enough basketball to be ahead of a team like the Pacers and the Hawks? Well, the Pacers are getting blown out by the Bucks right now, currently. So, injuries on the Celtics uh, without right. Smart, without Pritchard. Okay, but are we are we valuing how, how, how good Emma their or how good they're playing, Steve? Are, are we valuing how good the roster is or how good are we playing? Because if it's well, how good the are. roster is, then that's your number one. It's playing right now, so okay, let but, me just clarify but, that. I mean, what I'm saying is how good is the team playing 
missing all of these players. With Kemba having one of the worst shooting nights of his entire career, they lost to the defending world champions by one point. So okay. they're playing pretty good basketball right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, safer injuries, they're definitely one of the uh, scarier teams in the league despite only having like uh, the winning record by three games. I, I, in a seven-game series right now, the way each team is playing, Hawks or Celtics? Oh, Celtics. 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 So, so we're good on the rankings, and I don't even want to talk Pacers, as I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not completely sold on that Pacers team. But okay, so we're we're Celtics at four. I'll move on from that. Let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, Hornets at seven, Cavs at eight, Knicks <clears throat> at nine, Bulls at ten, and then we'll switch to the West. Um, Bulls getting some love. They're playing well. They move into the top ten. I'm I, I'm excited to see it. Sam with your Knicks. Knicks have gotten some big wins. And, Stay in and that of, top 10, baby. And, of course, the Cavs. Um, the Hornets was interesting. So, I actually want – in my rankings, I actually have the Hornets a little further up um, than at nine – or, I'm sorry, at eight. So, so talk to me a little bit about the Hornets, guys, because uh, Lamella has been balling, and the Hornets have looked pretty good in recent weeks. No pun um, intended. Yeah, no pun intended. That was a good one. Um, what do you guys feel about the Hornets? What's their ceiling there in the East? Is it at the five like everybody else because the big four is just so prominent? No. Their ceiling is where they're at right now. Okay. Yeah, I don't see them getting any better than this. You could Gordon see the Hayward. Heat. Gordon Hayward's they're playing with every deep. penny of his contract, but yeah, everybody else is one night in, one night out. And then I can't, I can't see an argument for playing Lamelo in the starting position above Terry or uh, help me, I'm tri- Devonte. Devonte Graham. Yeah, thank you. Who's a sniper, by the way? Exactly, dude. Usually, he's a stud, and I hate, I hate seeing like, I don't know. I like Romelo. He's a good player. He's a really good player. He has a really high ceiling, but he gets really overrated because of all the media attention. Better start to their careers, Lonzo or Lamelo? Lamelo. Lamelo. Lamelo's Lamelo's the best player. Like, I mean, yeah, he's Lamelo's playing better than his brother players. right now. I'm a big Leangelo fan myself. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Lavar. One of the best hey. high school ballers of all time. Hey, Leangelo's yeah. playing in the uh, the G League for the OKC Blues, so you can go check him out, Sam. Beautiful. I love for to how, check him a, out. a Q for How'd You Meet podcast. We actually got to have LeVar Ball on the show for uh, NBA Draft. He came on and talked about uh, where he wanted his son to play. He actually called the Charlotte Hornets and said that his kids were going to play together eventually. So uh, big, big shout out there. All right, so let's move to the Western Conference, which is where my love holds dear. And we're going to start from the top down on this one. Number one, no surprise here, except for maybe ESPN, the Lakers at number one holds the top spot. Number two, the Los Angeles Clippers, who just dropped the nail-biter to the Nets. Number three, the Utah Jazz. Number four, the Denver Nuggets, finally cracking that top four. Number five, the Phoenix Suns. Number six, the Golden State Warriors. Number seven, the Memphis Grizzlies. Number eight, the Houston Rockets cracking the top eight. Number nine, the Portland Trailblazers. Number 10, the San Antonio Spurs. And then missing on the top 10, number 11, Dallas Mavericks, OKC Thunder, the Kings, the Pelicans, and receiving no votes again for the fifth straight week, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So let's disregard the outside five. And let's talk uh, one through three, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz. A lot of people saying the Clippers are now the team to beat in the West. I don't believe that for one second, but let me get your thoughts on that. Has PG-13 and Kawhi Leonard shown and solidified they're playing much better basketball this year than what LeBron and AD is doing in the other LA franchise? 
I would argue it's more Ty Lue over Doc Rivers as the difference than anything else. That's the biggest difference I've seen. And in terms of Paul George, I think the way the reason he's playing so much better is I think he's playing a much better role than he was in Doc Rivers' system. And he's a lot more free in this flow of the game. And there are a lot of other things that I'm sure everyone else is going to tackle. I don't want to hog too much time. But I just think the Clippers have a much I – I don't want to say – deeper in terms of like actual talent but in terms of like skill set to space the floor they've gotten a lot better in terms of like Ibaka can shoot at the five now that's going to be able to spread the floor for Kawhi and Paul George to drive and kick a lot more yeah Nicholas Batum was the real underrated pickup there he played poorly last year but he's he's come in and fit the system really well I I still lean towards right now thinking the Clippers are kind of the better team but that's because the Lakers are coasting, and I hate watching that. So um, I, I think the Clippers have been playing the better basketball of late. I think the Clippers should have jumped, especially if it was just one point from last week, Ernest, because um, the Lakers lost to the Pistons, like everyone knows. Um, but I think the real reason is that Anthony Davis, no one's talking about it, but Anthony Davis isn't playing as well as he should. No one's talking about it. He's averaging yeah, four he less never points gets a any game. Slander. He's averaging four less points a game, a block less, uh, an, uh, a rebound less per game, and he's shooting worse th- uh, this year. So, I mean, I, I think that has to be one of the one of the big talking points here when the season progresses is if he can get back to what he was playing like last year. Christian yeah. Wood is the AD 2.0. <laughs> oh, man, here we go. I didn't no. say anything. I didn't say anything, guys. It was all Grant, um, and, I'm, and I'm all for it, though. Uh, when it comes to AD, they, they didn't say it, but they probably filmed Space Jam 2 some, sometime recently, and now all of his talent is gone. It's got to be what it is, right? I mean, there's countless <laughs> amount of guys that are out that obviously were part of that movie, so we got to look into that. Uh, four, four through six, Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies. I felt Suns were a little high. Um, don't think – I'm sorry – Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, I apologize. Nuggets, Suns, Warriors at four through six. I did feel the Suns were a little high for their Slopey's losing streak coming up into this week. Um, and the Warriors cracking up there. Uh, Jet's all about it right now. He's he's on cloud nine. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so let's talk about that. Any, any issues with four through six at all? I had the Warriors at 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have the, I have the Grizzlies ahead of the Warriors. Yep. So he should be ahead of the Warriors. And and the Rockets, but I'm a homer, so I had I had They're talented, uh, man. I had Blazers six, Rockets seven, Grizzlies eight, Spurs nine, Warriors ten. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, I like that. I like that. I mean, of course I'm I'm gonna like that. I'm I mean the Rockets guy, but um am, am I maybe just like way too hard on them because they're like the team I cheer for, you think, or I don't know what's going on. A there. little bit because they have they have the, the the players there to make an impact. Like if you look at at well, I guess what you would, I consider star power, they're they're there. I think they have they have the team there, especially in the West right now, with so many teams lacking true star power. I just like, like look at their eleven wins, and it feels like like seven or eight of them are just because Steph had to turn it on from the second half of the third quarter all the way through the fourth. Like otherwise, they were gonna just lose all of those. That's very true, but I mean, you have them, right? So when he has yeah. those games, I mean, that's why you rank them up there. Um, I personally, let me see where I have the Warriors. I have the Warriors. I personally have the Warriors at five. So, I mean, I do have them up there before last night's loss. Um, I did have them up there, but um, I'm glad to see it. I think they're outside the top eight now, right? I think the Rockets took the eight seed last night. I mean, that may yeah, be lost. Yeah, the Warriors are tonight. nine right now. Yeah, so 
lots more basketball we played. Next up, seven through ten: Grizzlies, Rockets, Blazers, Spurs. And Ashley smiles at those Spurs. I can see it already. Um, but we have we have the Rockets in there in the in the top eight now. Um, and other than the Grizzlies, before last night's wallop, there wasn't a team I thought was playing better cohesive basketball than the Houston Rockets, which is super surprising as they were on that six-game win streak. Grant, give me a score update on those Redemption Rockets. Nope, nope. We got a side combo there. He may, I got you with coming. one. That was a mute. 58-47, Thunder, nine minutes left in the ah. third quarter. Oh, they're Rockets not called redemption shooting. Rockets Rockets for that reason. Shooting, uh, let, let me Rockets remind you. Rockets under 25% from three after shooting over 50%. Yeah, that's ago, what they so. get. That's what they get. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, also, Lou Dort got injured the first quarter, and so he's out as well. So now we're down to three G League players and seven NBA players. Well, I will tell you, I will tell you this. They're not called the get out in front Rockets, except for last, yeah. uh, except for uh, two nights ago. And so Redemption Rockets usually will have that one quarter. You mean for the majority of the last 10 days? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They will have that one quarter where they explode. It just so happens to be the third or fourth tonight. I'm all for it. So luckily I might be off of this to be able to watch that. But the Rockets boosting up there. Now, now guys, I think of, of mo- some of the more impressive teams. The Grizzlies win streak was really impressive. Um, they got blown out by 30, I think, last night um, after blowing out the Spurs the night before. But Grizzlies-Rockets is tomorrow night, which is an even better game that's going to be uh, a, a, basically a power clash. And uh, Blazers will be slowly going down without C.J. McCollum being in the lineup and missing their big men. And the San Antonio Spurs are just so wishy-washy. So uh, any comments on the bottom four there for the West Power Rankings? I think the biggest thing I wanted to point out about Memphis is they're leading the league in team steals and they're second in the league in team assists. That's just winning basketball as a, as a core group. That's nobody really necessarily standing out. They're just doing it as a team. And sometimes that's how it has to go. It's like the old Grizzlies. I, I love to see it. I think they're third in defensive efficiency or second in defensive efficiency. And half of the team's been out with COVID. I mean, talk about an impressive, impressive job by the coaching staff as well. How special is John Morant too? Coming back from, from injury, so and just good. being so great, game changer. Um, let me put that out there. Oh, I've got this... the uh, Spurs. I've got the Spurs as my sleeper pick to win the play-in, get to eight. Hmm. Okay, okay, I see it. Now, um, let me kind of throw it out there, right? Victor Oladipo is meshing really well in this Rocket system. I'm going to talk Rockets basketball just a second before we go to round two. Um, expiring contract right we're a few weeks away already from talking trade deadline rumors do you think Oladipo leaves a rocket still and goes to another contending team or are they is he signing long term in your opinion it seems like the heat will give anything for Victor Oladipo at this point if it means them getting to the playoffs again so I, uh was, the thing is he was offered say, I sorry think that might depend on what is going to get offered to them for Oladipo. If, if you get an offer that really just kills you, then yeah, you trade him. Actually, but, I, I take that back. They'll they'll give up anything to get back to the playoffs, so they'll just go trade for Bradley Beal and not Victor Oladipo. Um, but I I kind of do see Victor Oladipo getting traded. Yeah, no, because my my perspective on it is Indiana offered him what twenty five million a year. And he was offended by it. <laughs> and I don't see paying more than that at the maximum for him after this year. Like, he's been playing great, great basketball, but not more than $25 million a year. Yeah, so, Grant, you come it. up with the question, right? Is he a max player? Right, that's no. the question, and he's not. He's not, but he's that's not what a he max wants. Player. 
right? Yeah. So I mean, I don't think Rudy Gobert's a supermax player, but that's what he wanted. I just think Rafael Stone's smarter than that. Yeah, I I, I'm thinking that if we don't get a few sharpshooters from Miami, that the deal's off the table. If I'm Stone, I don't take it. But you don't want to get nothing for somebody who might be walking out the door. So you have to take that into consideration. Also, that's our round one segment. And I'm going to bring on Ashley to talk about who this round one was brought to us by. This round was brought to us by livingmybestcigarlife.com. Are you guys into cigars? Check out the latest player to the game, livingmybestcigarlife.com with over 1,500 premium cigars, various sizes, humidors, gift sets, name brand accessories, and monthly specials. Check out their Facebook, Living My Best Cigar Life, and their Twitter, My Best Cigar Life. And when ordering, make sure to use My Best Cigar Life in all caps for a $10 discount. And don't just live your life, live your best cigar life. There's a mute. There's a mute. Dang it. Uh, I forgot to even mention, Ash, I know you're the big Spurs person here, but Rocket Spurs on Saturday, I will be live commenting that through ColorCast. So I will be the live commentator through ColorCast. So we'll send out that link for all you lapsers and listeners out there who want to hear my analysis on the game. I promise you I'll be split between Houston and San Antonio. That's why I picked that game. Um, Go ahead and come out. So we'll send that link out later. But let's go to a commercial break and talk Super Bowl. Here we go. Tampa Bay versus Patrick Mahomes right after this commercial break. Welcome to Alamo City. Or is it the military city? Or is it the Riverwalk City? What in the world do you call San Antonio? You can find all the greatest and latest information on SATX Rated, proud sponsor of the Into the Lab podcast, and a big partner when it comes to finding your way around San Antonio, Texas. Go find SATX Rated on all major social platforms. Follow them, like them, share them they're here for you satx rated find out what san antonio is made of round two weekly pick em and game outlooks all right that's the bell we are entering round two all football all super bowl action we are going to be zooming right through this i asked the fellas take a look at statistics take a look at these teams and let's talk the sides before we talk about the bets so let's go Let's go through each aspect of the game, okay? We look at the offenses and their their productivity. Tampa Bay with Tom Brady at the helm, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City. I'm going to go through the list of you. Harrison, who has the better offense going into the Super Bowl? Oh, man, hands down, Chiefs. Like, it's not even a debate here. This might be one of the best offenses in the history of the NFL. Uh, nobody can compete with them offensively, Chiefs. Jet. Yeah, I like the Chiefs. I mean, when your best passing option is your tight end and he's elite and you can take the top off with one of the fastest people I've seen in my entire life in Tyree Kill, I think that's just uh, uh, an absolute weapon to have. So uh, I got to go Chiefs. Just Paul. Yeah, I'll give it to the Chiefs. That offensive line worries me, though. It does. That's, this, that's one of this my particular games. So, you know what point. I mean? Like, you know – uh, but I mean, I'll get to that when we make the picks, but Absolutely. yeah, I mean, as far as the star power, Kelsey, I mean, probably the best player in this ge- offensive player in this game, the skill players, and then Tyree kill. So give me the chiefs. Beautiful. Ashley. Um, I am going to go with the chiefs just because this one is a little bit on the fence. 
right now. Um, but my cousin's a big Chiefs fan, so shout out <laughs> to Jenny, and that's who we're going with. All I'm right, better offense is the Chiefs. Ashley is all about it. Sam, who has a better offense? Uh, which team had a wide receiver go for 200 yards in the first quarter against the other? Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wait, no, we're not talking Michael Gallup, Mm-mm. my bad. No, we are talking Tyreek Hill. Uh, that is yeah. what we're talking about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Chiefs here, and I don't think it's close. I mean, it's no disrespect to Brady, but, I mean, you look at all aspects of the offense, and, yeah, they may have a better offensive line in Tampa, but the scheme can be directed around that, getting the ball out quicker. And that's what we've seen a lot from uh, the Chiefs, especially last game trying to protect Mahomes. I'll take Biennemi over Byron Leftwich as offensive coordinators. Um, and although Bruce Arians is a great guy, I'll take Andy Reid with experience on the offensive side over Bruce Arians and his, you know, whatever, uh, his um, Todd Bowles-led defense, who I, I do have a lot of trust in. But once again, my favorite defensive coordinator, Mr. Spags, you know, there's a lot going on. We'll cover that. I, I'm getting myself covered away, but yeah, Chiefs just off better offense. Thank Sorry you. about that. <laughs> just Luke. Uh, yeah. So right now on paper, it's the Chiefs, and there's no, there's just no doubt about it. Honestly, uh, on paper, I'll get, I'll explain more once we get to the picks. But on for paper, minute, it's the Chiefs. for a minute, I thought you were wearing a New England Patriots shirt. I thought it was homage to no. Steve. Oh, that was homage to Steve. Willing. <laughs> Steve, who has a better offense? Kansas City does. <clears throat> like it's, I mean, it, you know, Sam was talking about it. It's also comes down to steam, and uh, Andy Reid is one of the best offensive minds in the history of the sport. Right. So, wow, Steve, Steve, he picking did. against Tom Brady? No way. Just the offense. No just the offense. We'll have to see what that pick looks like. Davis, what about you? What's your if you, offense? If you pick the Bucks, then you're just delusional. The Chiefs by like a mile. Beautiful. That's a Chiefs sweep. So uh, we're going to talk prop bets in a minute because that offense is definitely going to be a topic of conversation when we talk prop bets. But let's move on to the defense. And this is going to be an interesting conversation here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense has shown out this postseason. And the Chiefs defense has definitely shown out this postseason. So we have two very good defenses going head to head. Uh, I'm going to go opposite, Steve. Who has the better defense? I think Tampa Bay does right now. Uh, where they're playing at this time, I think Tampa Bay has the better defense. Perfect. Luke, what about you? Uh, this one's kind of hard for me. Um, I, I, I'm still going to go with the Chiefs just because I love Tyron Matthew and what he does on the back end for a defense. Um, and they're younger than the Tampa Bay defense. So I'm going to roll with the Chiefs for now, but I was really split on this. It's like 60, 40, 55, 45, somewhere in there. Okay. So a lot closer than what you're thinking offense. Davis. Yeah. Well, when you have JPP and Indomitian Sue rushing up after you, it's kind of hard to pick against them along Shocker. with Devin, along with Devin White at linebacker. Um, Roman, the, the quarterback, uh, I think they'll just rush them uh, with four man. I mean, a, a four a man rush, honestly, most of this game. And I think the better defense um, is the Bucks. But I remember defense wins championships, but we're going to get to our picks in a little bit. Ashley, who's a better defense in this game? Oh, uh, oh we hit you. four. We hit four. Hey. We hit four. Hey. Wow, the overheads. Told you guys I was a guaranteed mute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one. 
She's going with the books. Just Paul. Well, you know, he's right about Devin White, but he's not even the best linebacker on the field. Levante David yeah. is the best linebacker on the field. And I I think that the Bucks have a better defense all around. I love the Honey Badger. I'm like, I'm with Lukey on this. Like, it was close, but I like them two linebackers. I like that matchup in the screen game and to keep Mahomes in the pocket. I, I like them two linebackers. Sam, you agree? Tampa Bay defense? Yeah, I, I think it's really close at the end of the day. Both teams have their respective strengths and weaknesses. Um, I go with Tampa at the end of the day because of what Paul and uh, Davis have been talking about. Devin White and Levante David both. Um, Devin White's great at stopping the run and plugging up the middle. Levante David is great at reading the quarterback. I think. And let's not forget Vita Vey. And Vita Vey yeah. as well is yeah, on that yeah, defensive Vita line. Vita so. that's big. I think, I mean, obviously they're great at stopping the run. I don't know how much of a factor that's going to be against a team that throws for 315 yards a game. But what I will say is that I think the linebackers give them the edge, especially with that being the weakness of Kansas City. Perfect. Harrison, going to you, what do you feel? Tampa Bay or Kansas City in this game has the edge defensively? Yeah, I mean, like uh, like Luke and Sam said, I mean, it's super close for me. It's it's damn near a wash. Um, the both D lines have have some excellent pass rushers. Uh, Kansas City's secondary is miles better than Tampa Bay's secondary, but the uh, linebackers is no contest uh, in the Bucks' favor. I think the Bucks. I think I got to lean the Bucks on the defense a little bit, just because I think they'll have a better game than Kansas City's defense, just because uh, no Eric Fisher for the Chiefs. And again, like, I mean, the Chiefs won't be rushing too much, I don't think, but uh, I'm, I'm going to give it to the Bucks just because I think they have a little bit of a, a little bit more of an advantage. Gotcha. I'm going to go with the Bucks as well in this game. Uh, you know, JPP is, is definitely brings the fireworks. No. Nobody yeah. else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah finger definitely. Bangers. Oh, that was a banger. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Je- Did he bangers. grow new fingers? I'm sorry. He used I, to have a club. Now he's got gloves yeah. with all five on yeah. there. And I'm yeah, just robot hand. Yeah, there's like some quarter. robot fingers in there. High three and a Bless quarter. Bless you, Ashley. The shock. Jet, wrap this one up. Who's got the better defense? I like the Buccaneers defense, but unfortunately for the Buccaneers, the one thing that they've used to defeat everybody is going to get turned against them in this football game. They're going to try to rush towards Patrick Mahomes, and that's where he just buries you. So uh, if they're self-aware of that, that completely eliminates that part of the game. They need to completely come up with a new game plan. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, personnel-wise, Buccaneers, but it's really going to come down to the play calls. If the wheels are turning for Patrick Mahomes, it'll be tough to rush him. The Chiefs feast on blitz. So even though they're down Eric Fisher, uh, like you got to still bring only three, four man rushes and hope to get uh, as much pressure as possible. Because if you blitz, you're going to get torched. All right, let's guys. Not for, let's not act like the enemy doesn't know how to deal with blitzes. True. They're not. Oh, blitzing. No, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're not. They're, they're not blitzing. With blitzes. He's because he torches them every time. Exactly. After you give up two bills in a quarter, you're not blitzing. Well, and the scariest part about the Chiefs, too, is that even (laughs) if they don't scheme up something that could beat the Blitz, sometimes Mahomes just does it by himself. True. True. I mean, it's hard. I mean, the Chiefs are, what, 26-1? and Am I I making that up? I think they're 26-1 now, right? So, in the last 27 games. So, I mean, nobody's figured them out except for the Oakland – I mean, sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Oh, oh, man. I'm all over the place tonight. Better Uh, that than not saying the football team. That's true. Let's not even mention them. 
I am not going to have you guys dissect the next three, the next three areas, but let me get a show of hands and I'll let the podcast listeners know who voted where better special teams. I'll let you raise your hands. Kansas city chiefs. That is four. That is five out of nine. Yeah. I've got some, I don't know. It's such a wash because Bucker can't kick an extra point. He just has to kick 50. That's why I lean Tampa. you just put him behind the 40 and he's money, but you put him at 33 and he can't so fucking like, hit him. Yeah, it looks it like the Chiefs Bucker. take special teams. They got a rookie punter, too. looks like it's 5 4 6 3. Yeah. Chiefs, let's talk about coach. We, some of you have well, already. You know, what? No, you know what, Ernest? I'll go, I'll go with the Chiefs because Miko Hardman's a better return man. Miko okay. Hardman could be an X Factor. All right. They, all right. They got better playmakers. Chiefs definitely win that one 6 3 or 7 2, depending uh-huh. on where Steve was leaning. All right. So, coach. Uh, we've talked about Andy Reid quite a bit uh, for most of you. Bruce Arians on the other side. I'm not talking coaching staff, just head coach. Who has the better head coach going into this game for their for their team? And I'll go ahead and start off. Anybody voting Tampa Bay? No. Absolutely not. So that's a chief sweep there. And I didn't I didn't want to spend too much time on that. I think Andy Reid just has the coach staff. He has it down. I think we're 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 pretty yeah, lean. Yeah, and he on. has a, he has a pair of panties on his face. So let's move on. Yeah, let's move on to that. I asked you guys to evaluate each each roster for star power. Which team has more star power? And I really want you guys to dissect the roster and 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 tell me which team has more star power on their team currently. I'll start. Go ahead. Are we talking Madden like thirteen? Or are we talking Madden Madden twenty one? No, Madden twenty one. Madden twenty one. If, you, if that's how you did it, you just wanted to go to the overall ranking, how many are over yeah. 84, uh, you can give me that answer that way. Uh, Chiefs, more star power. I'll give me get a show of hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the Chiefs. Uh, you can't see I, I think it's close. I think it's closer than it, it is, seems. So it is no, close. It, so it, funniest it, thing, though, is I did the Madden thing, and the Bucks actually have one more player over 84. So it's actually kind of interesting. I was going to say, uh, you know, gonna so, say, like, at the top, it's all Chiefs. Yeah. Like Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes. But after that, Tyron there's a Matthew, lot of bucks yeah. in there. Honey Badger. I yeah, think Matthew, that people yeah. just – oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Go I ahead. was just going to say, I think what it comes down to for me is obviously the Chiefs are top-heavy uh, and there's a lot of depth on Tampa. But if you look, Kansas City's defense is not lacking star power. No, no, you're right. Frank Clark Kansas is there. Is, uh, Chris Jones right. is there. Tyron Matthew is there. Yeah. Bashad Breeland's yeah. had an excellent year playing the number one corner spot. Very, yeah. very good yeah. year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, got a I lot think, of talent there. I think when you look at the Tampa Bay Bucks, there's a ton of star power on the offensive end, and they have key spots um, on the defensive end that has has you know upper rating players that are on the up and up. But um, I got to hand it over to the Chiefs' star powers because they know how to use their stars more than the Bucks do, in my honest opinion. Um, but we're not yeah. p- making the picks yet, guys. Stop it. So. Um, <laughs> when it comes to uh, prop bets, I ask you guys, okay. We're going to look at prop bets. So if, if you weren't paying attention, that means in our five categories, the Chiefs had four dominating categories and the Bucks had one that they won in, in defense. So right now, other than defense, the Bucks look to be the inferior team going into this game in the Super Bowl. So take that with a grain of salt. As we go into prop bets, I ask you guys to give me one serious prop bet. Give me one fun prop bet um, through all of this. So talk to me a little bit, guys. Um, I'm going to start with just Paul. What is your one serious prop bet for this weekend that you're telling people go do it? Well, I got two of them. So Gronk over 29 and a half receiving yards. Brady will find him in the Super Bowl. It's going to happen. 
they can get a mismatch against the Chiefs linebackers over 29 and a half. I say he gets three for 40, something like that, maybe even a touchdown. And Levante David, over seven and a half tackles, and you're getting plus money. You're getting plus 101 on that. Like, that guy's a tackling machine. Like, he gets 11 tackles in this game for sure. If the Bucks have any chance of winning it, he better be in double digits. Perfect, perfect. Jet, what's your one serious prop people should take into consideration? Well, I think if you think the Chiefs are going to win this football game, you should seriously look at Patrick Mahomes for Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. What's the what's the uh, plus minus on that? Couldn't tell you. Probably minus. It's only like minus, it's only like minus one hundred five or something like that. It's not yeah. anything stupid. Okay, I'm just right. super confident, just being a loser. <laughs> Harrison, <laughs> what about you? Uh, well, you know, I mean, even though these are the serious ones, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. Kind of wanted to have some fun with it, so I I, I want to do a four prop parlay that's what i want to do i want sammy watkins over 36.5 yards Ooh. i want i think he's gonna have a good game i think he's gonna come back and he's gonna he's not gonna blow it up or anything but i think uh, we're gonna spotlight you for this 50 yards i think is good and he's gonna he's gonna have uh he's gonna make some plays out there i want tom brady over 0.5 interceptions i think he's thrown at least one probably to tyron matthew i wanted to make that bet too but i couldn't find that one anywhere um, I want over 2.5 touchdown passes for Mahomes. I think he's thrown three. And Mike Evans over 4.5 receptions. I mean, he's Brady's go-to guy, especially when he gets down uh, in the red zone. I think I think those are all pretty. The Watkins one's a little dicey, but uh, the rest of those I think are are pretty solid bets. And I want to combine them all into get that awesome. Uh, you know, eight times uh, value. Other mute, man. I'm having Another a night. You're, you're I, I, I am terrible tonight. Ah. I, will I will tell you this. Um, none of those sound outrageous. So I think that's a fantastic parlay. If you can put those all together on ticket. Um, but we do have breaking news. Steph Cosenza has joined us on ITL. She is back by popular demand. Um, and she is hyped up. Uh, also has her own co-host there. I see Steph say hi to everybody. What's up, everybody? So thankful and very excited to be here. I know I was supposed to be coming on like weeks ago, but life is wild. But I'm so happy to be here. Ernest, congratulations <laughs> on your baby. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Steph. We're excited to have you on. Um, if you don't follow Steph already, you can find her. You can find her beautiful avatar on top of the ITL page. Uh, she'll be a new regular on ITL, and she's going to be bringing in some of that basketball knowledge. Steph, we're talking Super Bowl, so just hang tight for a bit here. Sam, you have two prop bets here. I want to hear your serious one. All right. Um for my serious prop bet, I'm going to go with Kansas City Chiefs over five and a half third down conversions made. Um, and keep in mind for anyone making that, that they uh, don't count penalties that create first downs. <laughs> so it has to be actual first down plays. I think that uh, with Tampa's blitz heavy scheme, we might see a couple safe plays, like a couple check downs or throwaways. And I mean, I trust Patrick Mahomes to convert five third or six third down conversions over the course of this game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I actually also have it for Tampa on the other side over five and a half. And that one's plus one Oh five. Um, I mean, obviously I, I like Kansas city to convert a little more so. And I also think Tampa could score earlier on in drives than I think uh, 
the Chiefs might wait for it. Um, but I, I think both of those over five and a half third down conversions made each. I think they both hold the ball for a while and run good drives. Perfect. Uh, Ash, going to you. What's your serious prop bet for Super Bowl? Um, I'll keep it simple, guys, please. Um, my, <laughs> mine will be the total field goals, goals made in the game. And then my funny one will just stick with the heads or tails on the first flip. She's going with the coin toss. Who are you pick? What, which, which side are you pick? You can't pick both sides, Ash. You can't get away with that. All the way, Ernest, all the way. Oh, you see, she's saying heads is the pick right there. That's so funny. Tails I never made, fails. I did tails make a major fails. bet on tails. So one. sorry, Ash, I'm not taking that advice, but I'm with you. I'll let the masses pick it. Just Paul, what about you? What's your serious prop bet? I already gave my serious one. Yeah, you oh, got to yeah. fucking just skip me and went back to Paul. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. give me your funny one, Or Paul. you make the other just one, but it's I'm, a, I'm well, over I here. Got, well, I got – I actually got a bunch of funny ones because I like to play them every year. Over <laughs> two and a half over, over two and a half players attempt to pass, you get plus 165. Yep, They're usually some one. kind of trickeration. We're gonna, gonna, somebody will run a trick play. Antonio Brown. Uh, a fat man touchdown plus 800. <laughs> <laughs> and – we got a field goal or extra point hits the upright or crossbar plus 375 because Butker. That's guaranteed. That's guaranteed with Butker. He's going to, and it's going to be an extra point. He's going to ring off the upright. Absolutely agree. Steve, give me both of yours, serious and funny. Um. Well, so I have two serious uh, rolling off. Paul said with Gronk, I have Gronk over two and a half receptions uh, at minus 112. That's just using me. Um, I have Jason Pierre-Paul at over 0.5 sacks uh, at plus 120. That's just I, – I don't know what the chief missing alignment. I think JPP is going to get back there. Uh, for my funny one, I have either one of these people that I've never heard of that are doing the national anthem and Star Spangled Banner um, to screw up in some way at plus 500 to forget That's or – to forget or misphrase. You you don't know who Eric Church is? <clears throat> he I don't know. Man, he so... doesn't know who the weekend is. Like yeah, I that's you're right. He doesn't even know the basketball performer. You're right. Davis, you're on my screen next. So let's go over your serious and funny prop bets. Yeah, so we've all been watching the, the postseason and we know that the Chiefs love to score in the second quarter um after someone else scores. And we know the Bucks love to score first. So I'm going with the first scoring play to be a Bucks touchdown at plus 200. And what about for shits and giggles? Um, this is for mostly Steve, but we're going to go to the <laughs> booth uh, with Tony Romo. And I found a prop bet that has how many times will the name Patriots be said? And the yeah. over under is two. And I'm taking the over. Wait, did Davis, you can play that? Yes. Yep. It's on FanDuel. Yeah, it's on Bovada as well. Yeah, Bovada and FanDuel have it. All right. Well, one of you is going to have to actually put that line in for me. I'm hammering okay. that over. <laughs> I just did I just did so much overtime. I saw that that bet was out there. I'm like hammering like half the fucking paycheck on that over. Davis, I'm with, really, you, but... I'm with you on that too, Davis. I mean, it, it, two is crazy. It's definitely going to be more than two. Like hands down. Yeah, I mean, just – there's a lot of booth booth picks. I mean, there was. I, I wanted have, to take a lot of them, but I have a booth pick for mine as well. Just Luke, let's hear him. 
Yeah, so um, my serious one, I think it's a lock, honestly. Mike Evans to score a touchdown. I mean, at plus 105, I mean, he's a huge red zone target for Brady. So, I mean, I think that's easy money. Uh, the other one is um, for my fun one, it was kind of hard to, to really figure one out. But I, I ended up going with both teams to score a touchdown on their first possessions for plus 600. So, I mean, they're both – I mean, they like to score, so – Plus 600 for them to score a touchdown on both on their first possessions. I mean, why not? I, I'm with you on that. I could see that for sure. My serious one's going to shock a lot of people, and it's going to go really against what Jet said. But my Super Bowl MVP is going to be a kicker. It's going to be Butker <laughs> who's going to hit six 50-yard field goals in this game, and he's going to get Super Bowl MVP. No, no, we said serious That's first. Seri- That's the serious oh, one? Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> My bad. Yes, that is my hey. serious one. That's a guarantee. BCMG guarantee pick. Whoa, is- whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. That does not have. Say what you will, man. The dude has money from 50. So he thank is. You I mean, if he had six of them. He's MVP by far. I'm with you, Harrison. I'm with you. You have the same name. He knows what he's talking about. So, and he, you know. He's, and he's got a great name. And he's got a great name. You talk Didn't about a bat- defense that can stand up offenses sometimes if they do it three or four times and then, you know, just have those last minute ones at, at the end of the half and he has five 50 yard field goals. I'm telling you, it's, it'll, he'll be in as the voting. He, he'll be in the voting. Like one or two six. of them, I don't care. I the, expect like Twitter to take over and be like, vote Butker, vote Butker, you know, something like the Nickelodeon slam. Like, yeah, I was about to say like Mitch Trubisky's MVP. <laughs> in yeah, MVP. exactly. Um, my fun one is how many times Biden gets talked about in the booth. I And I do have that over on one and a half. So it just has to be mentioned twice. And I do think he gets mentioned during the national anthem, probably during halftime or you well, know, three did, or four so times. My biggest the question anthem. is, when does those start? Is it at the pregame? Is no, it the, the game? Nas- it's it's okay. national, national anthem. anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the national broadcast goes live, right before national anthem, yeah. those yeah. picks That's go live. That's when those so, lines start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So I got Biden over one and a half. I, I've skipped the easy or the fun ones for three guys here, and then I'm going to go to Steph. Jet. Yeah, Steph. I'm going to pick on you for a minute. Uh, Jet, what's your fun one? <laughs> uh, actually, not even joking. I was looking at all of these props and. One that I think is actually a complete lock, like even more than my Patrick Mahomes serious one, Giselle Bunchin is going to be on camera at least twice. At least twice. I mean, have you ever seen a Patriots Super Bowl? Oh, it's yeah, she's also like 10 times, man. Yep. There, there, was, there, there was one for uh, <clears throat> uh, over under um, a half of how many times Tony Romo mentions his kids. Hammer that over. Guess a number. Yeah, definitely. Harrison, what about your fun one? Uh, for my fun one, I'm um, going with the uh, the halftime show. Uh, the weekend to wear gloves. Uh, pretty random one, but, you know, the dude grew up idolizing Michael Jackson. I'm pretty sure it's inevitable that uh, he's going to be wearing gloves at least once during his I like show. That. It I is, like that. It is uh, warm in Tampa Bay. Dude, it's there not was a, snow weather. Bro. I'm going to hear Sam's before I talk about another snow. fun bet out there that I wanted I mean, to take. I mean, he's not wearing did. fucking mittens, man. He'll be wearing like little fucking <laughs> white ones. We'll see. Sam, what's your fun one before we move on? I got two. Uh, so first one's not that outrageous. It's just a double result. Tampa winning at half and Kansas City winning at the full time. I, th- I just like seeing a fun game, you know, a little lead switching. One team goes into half winning. They don't win at the end. That's plus 400 as well. And I think it could be close. So. Um, but my personal favorite bet of the week, um, 
I always like to play this one pretty much every year. It is um, MVP to thank God or religion first plus 150. Love that one. Listen, what people right now, the favorite to win MVP is Mahomes. And a lot of people don't know how religious Patrick Mahomes is. And he was raised in the church. He actually, quote unquote, said he was in the place he was in in his career because of his faith. So if he wins MVP, I'm expecting a big thanks up to the Lord upstairs. And I think 150 is kind of easy, honestly. And, and I got to let you guys know, the man who is plus 5,000, Harrison Booker, is a huge huge contributor to the church of christ so just so you guys know that's uh just in case you were worried about that bet even uh, more of a lock just hit the crossbar that's all I, I need if i could if i could do a drum roll we would do it this is the final part of the show where we talk about who we're picking for the end last game of the season of this nfl season for itl chiefs bucks in a game where it means everything chiefs come in at minus three at the end of the day today um and steph i was gonna pick on you because i know this is not your forte so i have to ask okay because uh, we always like to get the outside in because we're going to ashley right next who do you okay, have okay. in this game tom brady or patrick mahomes in the in the biggest stage of the nfl okay so first of all i want to preface with steve don't come for me after i talk okay i want you to just let me finish before I say anything, if I ever been known that. to come for people, oh my gosh, you're doing yeah. it right now. First of all, no, I'm kidding. But really, um, so last year I felt like I was more into Mahomes, but that hasn't changed at all. But I feel like because he hasn't played such a long time, I want to like side with the person that has played longer. I don't know. In this case, I feel like it could be Mahomes. Is that wrong? That is not wrong. Matter of fact, that's probably where a lot of people are leaning tonight. So you no are going to start off. You are going to start off on a very good track here. She is taking the Chiefs to win this game. Do you think, Steph, that the Chiefs will win by more than three points? More than three? Mm-hmm. I think it's either going to be something that's like wrapped up early, or it's going to be down to the wire. And for some reason, I'm leaning more towards like down to the wire. I think it's going to be off by just a couple of points. So it could be just three. I don't know, but I don't think it could be more than that at this point. It's it's too much, like, there's too much competition in the air. Everybody is, like, out for blood right now. I feel like this game's going to be insane. So, Steph is leaning push on this. I'm with you, Steph. I think it's going to be a really good game, honestly. Thank you, Steph, making her debut pick here on ITL. We, are, we love having you on board. Ashley, love going you. to you next. All right, who do you have in this game? Um, I love Patrick Mahomes. So that's where my heart is going. I just think that Brady being in the Super Bowl with a whole new different team, it it gives a whole different platform um, with a whole different meaning. So um, I'm all for Patrick Mahomes, but I think that Brady definitely has the, the bigger platform right now. Okay, so Ash giving it all Chiefs here as well to cover Steve, I'm going to put you on here. Who are you having this game? Everyone's going to fucking say, of course he is, but I'm taking Tampa Bay. I knew. I don't, I don't, ah, I don't know why the Chiefs are bringing in outsiders to get a haircut right now. They're not focused. I'm just kidding with that. But no, missing offensive lineman is just, that's something you don't want Super Bowl week, getting new guys caught up in, into playing in that system. Uh, and you know, I mean, 
Brady's comments that he said the other day, um, it's it's a joke, but it's not something uh, to actually discount. So I've never had this much time off before playing in the Super Bowl because he's playing in his home stadium for once. Yep, and that's the truth of it. So he's taking Tampa Bay at home to win in the Super Bowl and pull the upset off. Just Paul, bring some senses back. So I've read this today. I just want to read it to you guys. So the Chiefs starting offensive line will be two undrafted free agents, two seventh round picks, one guy that got came off the waivers, and an offensive lineman that the Steelers cut. And for a total salary cap of six point two million dollars is what they're gonna roll out there to protect the franchise in this game. My heart says that the Chiefs are just a better team. But my eyes as a football coach sees a path for Tampa Bay to win this football game. Um, to get there with that rush and for Levante David and White to contain Mahomes in the pocket and shut that screen game down. And I, I don't know, Tom Brady's just magical. Um, I'm going to roll with the Bucks here. I'm not confident with it, but – I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it's very weird situation with the COVID going on there with them. And, you know, it's Super Bowl week and they're playing at home. And I don't know. Uh, it, the more this week has gone on, the more I've just started to lean towards Tampa Bay and I'm just going to stick with it. Thank you, Just Paul. I'll give my pick so, before wait, wait, I go so, to the rest. So when I say that the Bucks are going to win, you have yeah, to say Paul talks yeah. and bring some sense back. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it didn't happen, but so I got to go to Paul other people. But then when Paul picks the Bucks, it's just like, oh, yeah, good pick, Paul. Well, because he picked the Bucks because he had some actual reasons to. You picked the Bucks because your boy Tom Brady's on there. <laughs> I'm burned. I actually said, said the exact same reason that they're not... Paul said about the offensive line missing a bunch of players <laughs> and that Tom Brady plays good in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but we saw it in your eyes. It was all Tom Brady. Here's what I hear. They're not going to, they're not going to, they're going to bracket, they're going to bracket Hill this time. There's no way that they're going to let him go off like that. That just just opened something else. So many other weapons. Kelsey will be happy. That's fine. That's fine. The way I see it is that it's the Chiefs to lose. And I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose. Like that, that is like you're banking that the Chiefs are not going to perform at a high level on the road, which (laughs) is really not your home crowd. It's a Super Bowl crowd. But I get it. You're at home um, location wise. But I do think it's the Chiefs to lose. So Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid on the biggest spotlight. They, they had their moments. I do think the Chiefs um, have too much offense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to keep up, even if it is that they drive down the field and get more field goals because the, the Tampa Bay offense won't be as potent as the Kansas City Chiefs offense will, which is why I have Bucker having the MVP. Uh, I'm not going to mention that anymore, but yeah. So yes. Kansas city chiefs wins this game and they cover, I would pound the pound the, the minus three. Um, I, I won't, I, I know, I think it was Steph that said it, that she said, I could see it as a blowout, like 28, seven. Um, I know Tom Brady loves those because he just comes back and beats teams like that. But um, I do think the chiefs win this game by a score or two, whether it's seven or 10 points, I would, I would, I would even be watching that line grow as the week gets closer. Um, and yes, COVID scare, if you didn't hear about it, right, they had a barber come and was going to cut 20 players hair and he tested positive and they found out on the second person getting a haircut and that was luck because Patrick Mahomes was next in line. 
So, I mean, they got super lucky that they didn't have a COVID scare right before the Super Bowl. So, I am taking well, the Chiefs. How convenient is that, that the Golden Boy was next in line? <laughs> he huh? was. He was next in line. Yeah, I know, Steve. He probably got his haircut. We see him fresh. We got to doubt it. We got to we gotta do our haircut scandal. Haircut gate. Steve will love that. Jet, talk to us about your pick. The Chiefs have been next man up on the offensive line all season long. Injuries to the offensive line is nothing new to them. He's going to Disneyland. His path to the GOAT starts this Sunday. Chiefs oh, win, and he gets his much-deserved Heinz commercial. Enjoy your ketchup on your steak, Mahomes. <laughs> Jet is confident in that yes. pick. Harrison, talk to us, too. I mean, man, the Chiefs are my boys. I'm obviously not going to go with the fucking Bucks. so uh, give me the Chiefs, and I don't think it's going to be – uh, ever in doubt. Um, like you said, Ernest, I think it's, I don't know if it's going to be a two score game. I think it'll be a good game, but I don't think it'll be ever in doubt that the chiefs are, are in uh, danger of losing this game. Um, like Jet said, uh, you know, the offensive line's a huge issue, but I mean, what Paul wrote out, or read out was the same as last week, you know, and they played fine last week, you know, just Eric Fisher though which is a huge loss, but you know, they, they, uh, but I mean, the, like it was, it was a line filled of seventh round picks, undrafted guys, guys who have been cut, you know, last week too. So I think they will be fine. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be in doubt. And um, <clears throat> before I go back to uh, just Luke for his pick on this game, uh, I do, I do expect that lead to trim, but uh, if you're a serious prop better, um, and there's a prop bet for how many times Tony Ramos says, this is what he does. He says that so much in a game that if you see that anywhere, just take the over on that prop bet. Like yeah. he always says that, like that's his or, go-to. Or this is times, what he does. Or how many times he calls the uh, secondary sticky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're very sticky. Very sticky. Just Luke, talk to us. Who's the pick? Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, I think they win by six. I don't think it's more than six, but I don't think it's less. Um, my biggest thing is the referees. Let them play, fellas. Just put it away. Don't call the 58 minutes of the fourth in the game and 58 minutes to get left, and you decide to call a penalty, all right? Let them fucking play. Just let them go. Chiefs, big time. Penalties over under at 14 and a half, by the way. So, you know, those flags are going to be flying if they're at 14 and a half. Davis. Well, I've been back and forth on this game. First, I took the Bucks after the championship game on Frostbite. Um, But I'm more leaning towards the Chiefs just because they have just so much firepower. Um, And I think Tyron Matthew is the real game changer here that no one's talking about, especially after Tom Brady throws three picks in a championship game. Uh, Tyron Matthew is much better than the Packers secondary. And I think this is the, uh, the changing of the guard. Um, sorry, Steve, but your boy's uh, run is coming to an end. Uh, He's 43 years old. No shit it is. And, and, okay, okay, but when Brady's it, defense, it's been coming to an end for about six years now. So. Yeah, I, dude, they, they told me he was going to fall off a cliff in 2011, and since then he's had an yeah, entire Hall of Fame career. Max I'm, Kellerman's I'm cliff comments. Yeah, Max Kellerman, perfect. That's all you got to say. Yeah. Hey, Sam, the model Hiller is going to wrap this up, but Davis, go ahead. 
Steve, um, if if Tom Brady does win the Super Bowl, is is your boy Kraft flying down um, to meet him? He's getting an Asian massage. Right. Oh, that's right. That's he's right. He's getting a yeah, rub and yeah. tug. That's uh, where he's at. Yeah. I don't know if he's allowed in the state of Florida anymore. I was going to say, he probably is. Everybody's allowed in Florida. He has, he has like an yeah, anklet that goes off and crosses the state line. Why wouldn't he be allowed in the state of Florida? It's a misdemeanor. And the case, is, and the case was dropped because Steve knows everything the about judge the submitted case. that yes, because the, <laughs> they weren't they, supposed the to submit his name. I think evidence. they invite those kind what of people done? to Florida. I think, I think Trump pardoned him. Isn't that right. true? Yeah. Yeah, that's what Probably. it was. That's what it was. Probably. Sam. No, he pardoned Lil Wayne. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he did. And Kodak. And Kodak. Sam, talk to us. Where are the All numbers right. at? So I will say I think Vegas did a pretty good job starting with this spread at three and a half. It kind of got driven down to three pretty early. Um, I have it at a score a differential of 3.93. So that means I'm taking Kansas City to cover that three-point spread. I do think it will be close one. I think um, we have Kansas City at 62% to win by that differential, uh, but only at 53.5% to cover. So when you look at these two teams, I honestly – it just comes down to sheer dominance from Kansas City's side. This is a team that has more passing yards per uh, game, rushing yards per game, yards per play, third-down conversions per game – yards per attempt better completion percentage the only thing tampa bay wins on on that side of the ball is uh or on any side of the ball is turnover margin which they have a two turnover differential on and points per play which is a stat that has minimal differentials so i don't know i just think that at the end of the day you have a guy like patrick mahomes he's not a slouch he's not like other guys that have gone i listen I'm not betting against Brady. I'm betting against the Bucks. I want to make that clear. I will probably have money on Tom Brady props. I think he's going to throw the ball a lot. But at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs have a better coaching staff. I think they have a better roster. I think they have better coordinators. And I think that Patrick Mahomes is, you know, a phenomenal quarterback. I think he's the best in the league right now. I don't think that's much of a question. Um, yeah, I just don't really see how the Chiefs come into this game and underperform. I like the analysis. I mean, until the end, you had me going there. You know, Dak Prescott always comes into mind when we talk about quarterbacks, but we won't even go there in today's episode. Uh, Ashley likes that comment with that, with that Cowboys jersey on. Uh, Ashley, that wraps up our Super Bowl picks. Guys, um, go out there, rewatch the episode, keep looking, look for the latest headlines and breaking news. Who knows what happens from that COVID scare? So keep a lookout for that. But I'm telling you, you just put five bucks on Butker. It gets you two fifty, guys. I mean, it's it's easily a win there. I'm you lose kidding. five dollars. I'm you're just saying. kidding. Ashley, hey, just, talk- send a, just send me five dollars. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Ernest, Ernest, I got one last question to fit in here. Go ahead, what Jeff. color is the Gatorade gonna be? Ooh, red, yellow, yellow. orange, orange is the sleeper. Point. Give me that four four uh, four point odds on uh, yellow green. Because yeah, nobody has said blue is probably gonna be. There's blue. no reason, but I'm just I'm, saying. Mahomes' voice sounds orange. I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> but it just does. Like, it, I think it sounds green. It sounds like Kermit the Frog a little bit. I'm just yeah, saying, Andy Reid is a off, red though. Gatorade man. He's just a red Gatorade Kool-Aid man. That's what it is. Actually, tell pink. the people where this second round came from. So this segment is brought to you by our favorite Taquito Express down in beautiful Brownsville, Texas, where you can get all-you-can-eat tacos for $7.99. Mention ITL for 10% off today. We can't wait for our featured episode, hopefully this summer, Ernest. 
You're absolutely correct there. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes, Taquito Express down in the beautiful Brownsville, Texas, is going to set up a stage for all of our podcasters and our streamers. We're going to have a huge thing down there as soon as COVID is over, of course. We're going to be safe. But all you can eat tacos for $7.99. I mean, the guys, every single time we talk about it, you guys are just like, why are we not there? And <laughs> so, unfortunately, there's a pandemic that sucks. But um, yes, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight and being a part of the action. Um, you know, Super Bowl is one of our biggest episodes. So you guys go out there, bet those lines. These guys do their research. Um, before I let you guys go, everybody's done their sign on except for Steph. So Steph, tell the people where they can find you, the newest addition to ITL. Uh, number six. Number six. I took the live over. She doesn't even know. Still it's still going. Does that count as go. another one? Two. That's got to be two. Welcome to the family. Definitely part of the family now. Yeah, welcome. We all do it. (laughs) I have had like a hundred classes online and every (laughs) single day that I have class, one of my professors is just like, turn on your freaking mic, dude. Not just everybody is just like, blah, 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 blah. We're talking about all sorts of analysis. (laughs) 20 minutes later, we're like, oh, let's start that again. Anyway, I'm a photographer from Austin, Texas. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Cozy underscore Co. On Facebook, Cozy Co. Photography. Um, or Twitter. But Steve and I like to argue on Twitter, so maybe not Twitter. Um, but it's been such a pleasure joining you guys today. I can't wait to come back next week and see what's up. And know what's going on this time, because I will know eventually. Yes, Steph is all about basketball. Her and I, Spurs-Rockets rivalry, definitely going to draw some good conversations. Ash has a partner now um, with that Spurs nation. Um, But thank you guys for joining us again. We have plenty of people on the line. I'm not going to take up any more of your time or night. But Jet, thank you so much for being your Frostbite Sports, Just Paul, Puckleheads Podcast, and Blue Collar Media. Davis, talk about your new show a little bit, um, because I don't want to take that away from you. Uh, We hadn't talked about it at all. Well, we had to come up with a new name, so we went with the Cordova College Corner, which will be live every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, basically just going over all the new college uh, news and events going on, so go check that out. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it. Sam, thank you very much, Source Podcast, for all the analysis and the numbers, and of course, Harrison, the return of Harrison. Good luck to your Chiefs. Good luck to the to the to the big weekend for you. We'll be rooting for you. I mean, some of us will. Some of us won't be. Uh, uh, but I'll of course, be rooting for Harrison to win. I'll be rooting for. <laughs> I'm, I'm hey, excited, man. technically, I'm technically, Ernest is rooting for Harrison, but for I Harrison, am. But, I am rooting for hey, Harrison. All of us Harrisons are are one. You root for one Harrison. You root for all Harrisons. That's what it's all about. Those Redemption Rockets are going to take an L tonight. Congratulations, Davis, on that. But we'll bid, you, we'll bid you adieu with that. I'm your host, at Ducky, Future PhD, at Into the Lab Pod. If you're looking to follow us, that's where all our major content is at. Good luck to everybody this weekend. Episode release will come out next day. And, of course, you can catch our live stream anytime already recorded. Have a great one, guys. Go Chiefs! Chiefs! You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today. Today.